Hola, soy Abril de Argentina y estás escuchando Canciones del Extranjero en CIUT 89.5 FM. CIUT, the sound of your city. Check, check, one, two. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and I'm so happy to be here in the studio today. I've got two friends behind me. I love when people join me. I have Clark and Spencer. They're my neighbors here in Toronto. And uh, yeah, again, so nice to have people join me on the show. And today, everybody, we're doing a show all about Argentina. We've done a few other episodes. Um, 
about South American countries. Most re- recently was Peru with Matias Recharte of the band Cune, Canada's global orchestra. And that was a fantastic one. We mixed political themes given uh, Peru's uh, political unrest. We also mixed in some awesome music and, of course, the music of Cune, uh, which is incredibly global. They have um, 11 or rather 10 uh, immigrant musicians and a Metis Canadian in their band. So they really got it going on. But today we're going to learn all about Argentina and we have some fantastic guests to join us on the show. First on the show is Abril. She is part of um, a course that I take at the University of Toronto. It's Politics 410. Uh, and we're learning about human rights, many different angles of human rights around the world. And what's incredible is about this class is that there's so many international students um, from the Middle East and from South America and from India and, and Asia. It's really amazing the amount of perspectives that we're able to uh, jump between and really look at an issue from many different sides. So you're going to hear from Abril. She is also a reggaeton dancer, and she's got some really interesting info to share with us about Argentina and about the reggaeton genre. But today's show is also going to fo- go also going to feature some folk music because you're going to hear uh, my interview with El Sabo Folklore. They are a folk band from or folk band here in Toronto, founded by Patricio. Patricio is from Buenos Aires, Argentina, and he joined me in the studio with Patrick, the guitarist for the band. We had a great interview, and they were also kind enough to bring their instruments, some of which are a little bit unusual, and tell us how to play them and a lot of cultural information as well. So we're going to get right into those two interviews, starting first with Abril, and then you're going to hear El Sebo Folklore coming up in just a moment. Thank you so much for listening to Tracks from abroad today on CIUT 89.5 FM and without further ado here is my conversation with Abril. Today we're talking about a country across the equator in the south we're talking about Argentina and we're here today with Abril to do so. Abril thank you so much for coming on the show. Hola hi everyone I'm Abril it is a beautiful day here I was I ran to get here Um, it wasn't cold enough to be running I was still too hot with all my layers on but yes it is a beautiful day and I'm so happy to be here with Jesse. Now Abril we are both in a class it's politics 410 at U of T we're both undergrads are we are you a fourth year as well? I'm a fourth year as well yeah Yeah, so we're in the same is carbon copies of each other. (laughs) And when I started this class, I was interested in the content somewhat, but what I was most interested on that first day was that so many people were international from places abroad. Did you notice that? I noticed that too. I always tend to feel more comfortable when that's how the the classroom dynamics work. I'm not going to lie. I mean, of course... I, I've been in all kinds of classrooms in the last four years. I, I, I'm studying for a political science specialist. So I've been in most poli-sci courses. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Poll 410 so far is going to come up as one of my favorites. I am yeah. really enjoying it. And I think we're a great group of people. I think so, too. When we have discussions, let's we're talking about human rights. The course is called The Politics of Human Rights. You'll have somebody say, listen, I grew up in India. This is how <laughs> we do it here. Someone will say, well, I'm uh, Persian and uh, I have a different view from you. And then you're Argentine. Argentine and... Um, <laughs> There's uh, also somebody from Mongolia. He's the president of the Mongolian Students Association. Yeah. Um, his name is um, Tetsin. And I said, Tetsin, you got to come on the show. But That'd be great. Abril, you actually jumped the gun. And <laughs> here you are even before Tetsin. But I was excited when you asked me to come, honestly. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us about growing up in Argentina for a short time and then moving all around Latin yeah. America. So I've lived all over Latin America. I've lived in Uruguay. I've lived in Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Um, but 
I still consider Argentina to be my home country and I still think I can represent the country because sure. I visit there every single year. My whole extended family, meaning my um, grandfather, my cousins, aunts, uncles are all in Argentina. Yeah. Um, I have some here and there around the world <laughs> that have left for studying or work purposes, but um, either way, I would say my heart is in Mar del Plata in Argentina. Sure. And that uh, city, I hadn't heard of it before, but looking on the map, it's rather close to Uruguay. You're sort of in the center yeah. on the eastern side. Yeah. So when I was living in Uruguay, there's actually a bus ferry that you can take from uh, Montevideo in Uruguay, which is where we lived, uh, to Buenos Aires. It's only like three hours, I think. I may be wrong with that. And mm -hmm. then you just do a little road trip or you can take another plane from Buenos Aires to Mar del Plata. In road trip, it's uh, five hours. So okay. that's a little bit more grueling. Mm -hmm. I don't even visit Buenos Aires that much. <laughs> yeah. There are some very, very important things that we're going to talk about today. One is the World Cup. Argentina Woo! beat the entire world. <laughs> I mean, conquered <laughs> yeah. all, you know, including France, one of the top, top teams. Uh, for those listeners, you probably saw the game three to three winning in penalties. Yes. Argentina erupted. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, the dance that you do. Regaton dance, known uh, as a Caribbean sort of dance, but has really spread all over South America. And as you said earlier, Abriel, into North America and yeah. across the world. It's one of the most popular dances. So we're going to talk about that. But first, Abriel, I want to get a sense of the music that you brought to the show. On every single episode <laughs> of Tracks from Abroad, we ask the student to make a playlist of the music that, that they like. Um, and a lot of the stuff you brought is from Argentina. So I'm going to turn the yes. playlist to you. Thank you. Maybe you can suggest a song and tell us why you picked that song. Well, first of all, I chose two songs because of the World Cup. So I chose Tres Estrellas en el Conjunto with Bisa Rap, Duki, La T y La M. Mm -hmm. um, Duki is a rap classic in mm -hmm. Argentina now. I would say he became more famous in 2014, 2015. So he's not that new anymore, but relatively new. Like you, if I play him to my parents, they're like, what is this? Mm -hmm. So he's still new enough, fresh enough. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have Muchachos, Ahora Nos Volvimos a Ilusionar by La Mosca Sese. Um, and those two songs are just songs that I was listening to a lot during the World Cup. Yeah. Like in all the edits, Argentinians did a lot of edits during the World Cup. Okay, you, little videos, <laughs> My right. FYP was all, uh, like on TikTok, it was all edits of the uh, soccer players. Um, and th these two songs were such big in the fan base. So the two songs I chose because of the World Cup are Tres Estrellas en el Conjunto by Visa Rap, Duki, and La T y La M. And the other one I chose was Muchachos, Ahora Nos Volvimos a Ilusionar by La Mosca Cese. Fantastic. You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We are going to play two soccer, football anthems. If you're Argentine, you know these very well. And we'll be back with you in just a moment. Argentina nací, tierra de Diego y Leonel, de los pibes de Malvinas que jamás olvidaré. No te lo puedo explicar, porque no vas a entender las finales que perdimos, cuántos años la lloré. Pero eso se terminó, porque en el Maracaná la final color azúcar la volvió a ganar papá. Muchachos, ahora no volvimos a ilusionar, quiero ganar la tercera, quiero ser campeón mundial. 
Quiero ganar la tercera Quiero ser campeón mundial Gallego En el cielo lo podemos ver Con Don Diego y con la Tota Alentándolo a Lionel Y ser campeones otra vez Y ser campeones otra vez Mi nombre es Patricio, del de grupo El Seibo, de música folclórica argentina, y están escuchando Tracks from Abroad en CIUT 89.5 FM. Dieciocho al doce, veinte, veintidós, faltan cien minutos y ya no tengo voz. Cuerpo que no aguanta quiere ser campeón Le hablamos al cielo y no la trajo Dios Dibu Martínez con la 23, la 23 Acuña por la banda y no lo ven, no lo ven Guti Romero con la 1-3 Recupera la bocha para el 10 Empezó la derrota, ay, aunque le molesta, ahora la escaloneta, levanta otra copa, ay, y ahora se nota, la gente en la calle está loca, ay, ya estaba escrito, era para Sudamérica y no para Europa. Cuando la toca Messi habla el fútbol, el equipo y el pueblo estamos juntos, tengo las tres estrellas en el conjunto, la gente Messi habla el fútbol, el 
Messi habla el fútbol El equipo y el pueblo estamos juntos Tengo las tres estrellas en el conjunto La gente grita campeones del mundo Le mandamos cumbia, perra Como dijo Scaloni No lo hacen por fama, tampoco por money Mano arriba lo cumbiero De zona sur como el cunagüero no importa de dónde tiren, si está en el arco el Dibu Martínez. Por eso elijo creer, tengo a los pibes, tengo a Leonel. Y la gente festejando mientras el papu baila. Y Leo con la tercera me alegra el alma. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. And today we're talking about Argentina. Although the World Cup has ended, Argentina uh, coming out victorious. Those two songs really stirred up those emotions. These are tracks, uh, the ones that we just played. Abril, you're our guest today. Where uh, did you hear these songs during the World Cup tournament? So I was mainly listening to them on the internet. Like every single person I knew was posting photos or videos to these songs or mm -hmm. to songs like these um it was everywhere honestly if you were from argentina the world cup was everywhere and happily so from what i saw and from what i saw with my family the streets were full it was crazy um even mar del plata everyone was out in the streets mar del plata is considered a relatively smaller town i think it's one million people so it's not that tiny mm -hmm. but compared to buenos aires it's not that big mm -hmm. and everyone was out in the streets all of my family were posing with uh doing the number three with their fingers Why? because Is it's it our third, third cup okay the yeah. third time winning it so all That's of our photos were doing the number three or yeah. number three like this um it, it did make me incredibly emotional when we win hmm. it made me miss my country i wished i was there with my family um it just meant a lot to my family um You know, we've lost a few people in the last few years and soccer was a very big passion for this person. And when, yeah. when we lost this person in my family, I'm, some of my family members were able to actually go see the final in live, like in person. So that was incredibly emotional, like that, I don't know, we fulfilled this dream for this person that we lost. Yeah. That was super, like, just incredible moment for us and then in terms of the whole country it just erupted to go back to the title of that second song that we played tres estrellas as i would pronounce it because i'm trying to learn spanish <laughs> but you say it in a very different way estrellas estrellas so why is it that argentine and whatever language that i'm learning i think it's <laughs> spanish why are those pronunciations so different what we do differently in argentina and uruguay as well is whenever we have a double l or a y we pronounce it as a sh sound mm. instead of the E sound like estrellas and estrellas, right? Estrellas. Or um, me llamaste, that means you called me, but someone from uh, Colombia would say me llamaste, mm -hmm. or from Mexico would say me llamaste. So I'm not exactly sure why the accents are so different, but not all the countries in Latin America, of course, but a lot of them were colonized by Spain. So I mean, I'm guessing with the Spanish colonizers as they were going up and down, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like I'm sure a lot of like uh, the etymology of the accents come from there. Yeah. But um, I would say that what's nice about my accent, though, is that it doesn't matter who I'm talking to from Latin America, they know exactly where I'm from. Oh. Always. Well. Or either from Uruguay or Argentina. That's where they always guess. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice. Every time, like, uh, I meet someone new and they're from Latin America, they're just like, they point at me and they're like, Argentina. And mm. I'm like, yep. Che, che boludo. Che boludo. Che boludo. <laughs> This is another, another saying that's very popular. What exactly does that mean? Um... 
Hey dummy. Hey dummy. Hey dummy. <laughs> um, it's boludo is technically I think a bad word. Does it really count though? Not really. It's kind of like saying um in English crap. Like I would say boludo at school and I wouldn't get in trouble. Basically, okay. that's what I'm trying to Good say. Good to know. If I ever go to Argentina, I'll keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> Basically, saying che by itself is like saying hey. Okay. So if I'm trying to get your attention, I'm like che Jesse. Mm-hmm. In in Uruguay, they actually do something different. They say bo. Bo, Jesse. Mm. But it's the same thing as Che. So it's crazy how we all have our different little words for doing the same thing, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get back into some music here. Of course, on Tracks from Abroad today, we are talking all about Argentina. And we have a playlist that Abril brought to the show. <laughs> Abril, I'm going to say, if you can find a song, you can tell us why you picked it, and we'll play it right now. I have two songs by Sola Stereo on this playlist. One is called De Musica Ligera, and the other one is called Zoom. Both of these are personal favorites of mine. The Musica Ligera is the most popular in Argentina, I would say. Zoom is super popular as well. But the Musica Ligera is the one that I grew up listening to in the car, um, in any kind of family dinner party. The, this song always played. So the stereo was always the kind of like easy listening rock that I, I personally enjoy. Um, so the Musica Ligera, I would say, is my next pick. All right, let's get out the record. We're going to start spinning that. That's Musica Ligera. Bye. So that's the video right here on Tracks from Abroad. Today we are talking with Abril all about Argentina, and we're going to be back with you in just a moment.
You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5, and we're just hanging out in the studio. So if you want to give us a ring, give us a call at 416-946-7000. That's 416-946-7000. We're just hanging out. Tell us what you think of the show, and we'd love to hear from you. Now, here is the next part of my interview with Abril. Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall and today we are talking about the country of Argentina. Later on the show we're going to welcome a folk band that comes from Toronto, but right now we're talking with Abril. She is a U of T student in her fourth year and Abril, you spend lots of time Dancing in I Toronto. Do. Let's talk about that. What kind of dance is it? So I do reggaeton dancing. Um, I also do jazz funk and I do heels. Reggaeton, I have to say, is probably one of my favorites out of those three. It's the one I enjoy the most, I would say. Uh, I started doing reggaeton classes back in May of 2022. So I'm relatively still new at it. Um, and I do around two to three hours of reggaeton only uh, a week. And then with the other dances, I think I total around six to eight hours a week. Yeah. I try to at least when... Uh, studying allows when U of T allows mm -hmm. reggaeton is super fun I recommend it to anyone I don't think you need to know Spanish or be Hispanic or Latino to enjoy reggaeton I met a lot of people in reggaeton that are just people from Canada that they've never been to Latin America and don't know a word in Spanish but they just really enjoy the music and I think that's so awesome as I'm trying to learn Spanish and taking a course at U of T that's all about Latin American film, I watched a film last week called Ya No Estoy Aquí, or I'm No Longer Here, or I'm Not Here. And uh, the character named Ulises in the film is Mexican, and he's very much into cumbia, mm -hmm. which, as I understand, is a dance, a subculture. And what I noticed is that he's not only into the dance moves, but he really shapes his identity around it, whether that be the clothes that he wears, the slang that he uses, and also even a hairstyle is the most obvious. So for reggaeton, what are some characteristics of the subculture in terms of the clothing or anything? Yeah, well, in terms of clothing, it's definitely like what whatever you want to wear. Uh, I don't dress in a particular way to do reggaeton. Um, I mean, if you watch... Old school reggaeton videos, Daddy Yankee, um, Plan B, Chincho Corleone, all those. You are going to see maybe like a more like, um, <laughs> I want to say swaggy, but that is Swaggy is like streetwear. Yeah. Streetwear kind of yeah. uh, a style. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't know this before, but it did originate in Panama. I always thought, I'm not going to lie, I always thought it originated from Puerto Rico. So many of the artists I love are from Puerto Rico. And it, in Puerto Rico, it's where it's gained steamed I mm -hmm. would say and and these artists like Bad Bunny have gone global for I, such a small island for such a small to island. have so much influence exactly and I, I I was lucky enough to live there for three years I lived there from I think it was 2010 to 2013 around then and I know this is an Argentina episode so I am sorry we're talking about Puerto no Rico, no we're, we're we we start like it's a jumping off point we go from one country and we we uh there you go borders borders are just uh Imaginary. Exactly. We can break some borders. So talking about all the different countries you've been to, Uruguay, Argentina, Puerto Rico, and Costa Rica, and Canada, in terms of your identity, where do you think is home and what parts of all these countries do you keep with you? Mm -hmm. This is something I actually struggled with growing up because when you move around so much when you're small, you start to really start to separate your life by country. Separating by country meant me being constantly confused about where I'm really 
not where I'm really from, but where I really belong, I would say. There's a difference, right? Where you're from and where you belong. And for a long time, I felt like, oh, I'm too Argentinian for Puerto Rico because mm. I have this accent that no one else has. And it sounds like such a small thing, an accent. For living in Toronto, you constantly hear different accents all the time. So, of course, for us living in the city, being confronted with different accents is completely normal and you don't even think twice about it. But, for example, in Canada, I sometimes feel like I'm too... I'm too Latina for Canada, but then when I'm in Argentina, I feel like I am too gringa for Argentina. Gringa meaning American, right? But when I'm over there and I can't speak only Spanish, I, I talk kind of in Spanglish, so I say mm -hmm. a few words in English. Mm -hmm. My family members are like, no, you're Argentinian, speak Spanish. Don't say that in English. And I'm like, my brain is really trying to separate <laughs> these two languages, but yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. Um, And the same thing happens to me when I'm in Toronto. When I'm forced to only speak in English, I've been told that it's not uh, Eton, it's Eden <laughs> Shopping Center. Yeah. It's not Muskoka, it's Muskoka. <laughs> it's not Winnipeg, it's yeah. Winnipeg. Mm. But I think I, I add a little bit of flavor to it. I don't think there's anything wrong to it. <laughs> well, I'm also glad it sounds like you have found a supportive community in the dance community here in Toronto. And why don't you mention the studio that you dance at? I dance at Underground uh, Dance Studio uh, over at Richmond here downtown Toronto. It's amazing. I love it there. Uh, I... Like I said, I, I put in six to eight hours most weeks if I can. I love all of the teachers I've had there. It's a great studio. It's a great place to learn. I got to meet so many other Latinos and not just Latinos, just a bunch of people that appreciate the same music I do. And that creates a sense of community that even if I don't know all these people personally, we share a common attribute. We share a common trait that makes me feel like we're part of this big community. And it's a very nice feeling. Well, Abriel, thank you so much for coming on Tracks from Abroad to tell us about Argentina, and I will see you on Thursday for our political science course. See you then. <laughs> Así que papi con el pin pa' que llegue el delito Sabe que este cuerpito está bendito Yo quiero enseñarte pa' de truquito Pa' que si no te quita, yo no me quito Yo estoy loquito, loquito Por un argentino que me coma enterito Un chileno que venga y me derrita Eso mexicano que vuelva y lo repita Qué rico Loquita, loquita Por un boricua que me ponga maldita Un colombiano que se come esta boquita Yo no sé de física ni de matemática, pero esta 
no tiene miedo, yo no tengo miedo Si quiere yo quiero, papi yo me atrevo Y déjame ver lo que tú das Que la gatita salió a cazar from Argentina and you are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. listening to tracks from abroad on ciut 89.5 fm and i felt like after that arigaton song that uh, Briel suggested that was loquita by the way and i believe uh, one of the artists maria becerra is from argentina fyi but i felt like we needed this folk music interlude here this is um our next guest in fact patrick playing the guitar take a listen to this So, you're going to hear Patrick and Patricio of the band El Sebo Folklore coming up in just a second. But first of all, they were formed in 2019, and it's a group here in Toronto of about five members. They have uh, a self-released EP that came out in January of 2022, and they've actually played all over the city. In fact, 2022 seemed like a hot year for them, um, but they play some fantastic Argentine folk music. And you're going to hear them play uh, the guitar as well as this interesting instrument. It's made of um, the hooves of, I don't know, a donkey or some some hooved animal. <laughs> Anyhow, that comes up in their music as well. But just what an eclectic and fantastic band to have here in Toronto. And we're going to get into my interview with both of them right now. So thank you so much for listening to Tracks from Abroad today on CIUT. If you have any countries you'd like to hear on our show, please let us know. And uh, if you've got any suggestions, you can give us a call. Again, that's 416-946-7000. We would love to hear from you. So without further ado, here is my interview with El Sebo right here on Tracks from Abroad. We're in the studio today at Hart House with a fantastic Toronto band. Today we're going to learn all about Argentina with El Sebo. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. You guys are an Argentinian folk band. When did this all start? We started roughly, I would say, uh, 2019, I think. Soft start, yeah. Yeah, a very <laughs> soft start. Yeah, it was uh, it was such a great opportunity. I'd been kind of exploring uh, like pan-South American folk music for a little while. My background is uh, half Ecuadorian, so luckily uh, Patricio uh, asked me to join this group, and it was great. 
kind of it was exactly what I was looking for to you know explore the explore the traditions and the styles. Very nice. And for you, Patricio, coming from Argentina, born in Buenos Aires, what motivated you to start this band, and uh, how does it fit into the Toronto scene for folk music? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think took it as an opportunity to reconnect with my roots and also learn a little bit more about that. I didn't necessarily grow up with uh, a lot of um, folk music and also as an opportunity to create something of my own in in my music practice. Uh, at that time, I was doing a lot of uh, playing in other people's projects, which I still love, but I started to feel a bit of that craving of creating something that I could call my own. And I also saw a bit of an opportunity in, in the Toronto scene because it, it's so welcoming to the diversity of cultures that we have here and different types of music. And I really felt like people here listen and appreciate it. Very nice. Well, on Tracks from Abroad, we've brought some artists into the studio before, and we've had some really interesting instruments come out of this. So we had a performance with the cajon drum uh, that was from Peru, as well as the tabla drums from India. And nice. we happen to have, uh, again, your percussionist, Patricio, and you have something very interesting over there. Could you tell us about that instrument there? Yeah, absolutely. So I brought first the bombo leguero, which is a very traditional Argentinian folk instrument. It's... Um, Essentially, a bass drum made with um, uh, goat skin and wooden rims. This one is a compact version of it, so we only have the top part of the drum. Um, would you like me to like play a note on it so we can? We'll, we'll get to we'll that get to in that a second. Okay. But primarily, the hooves I think are very. And the hooves then. That's kind of what they sound like. You can also kind of have water-like sounds. Um, they are mostly from the Andes, um, but we use them a lot in some of our repertoire where we play um, Andean music uh, from perhaps Peru. We have one song that's from Peru, actually, but also from Argentina, uh, from the Altiplano part of, of the country. You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We're in the studio with Patricio and Patrick of the Argentinian folk band El Sebo.
Beautiful song there, Patricio and Patrick of the band El Sabo. To you, Patrick, I want to ask you, um, having gone to Ecuador and traveled in South America, what made you want to join the band? Well, um, when I was in Ecuador, I was really little, so I was four to seven, so like pretty formative years, but um, I've been in Canada since I was seven. But because they were, I think, so formative, it's always been part of me and always having been looking for an outlet for, for that part of me. Must be in 2012 or so. I started exploring the music a little bit, making arrangements for guitar. Got myself a Tarango. Uh, what is that? Tarango, yeah. I, I tried, when somebody asks me, I usually explain it as a South American mandolin. Okay. It's got a very bright, open sound. Uh, it's got, it has nylon strings. Uh, yeah, nylon wound strings. It's double stringed like a mandolin. People know it a lot because they were traditionally and originally made out of armadillo shells. And then they started incorporating, I think, gourds as well. But now they're pretty much all made out of wood. Um, so I found one in Toronto. Kind of a funny story how I got it. I was in a, in a popular music store in Toronto and they had these charangos. Somebody told me that they had charangos there. So I went and checked them out. Mm-hmm. Like 200 bucks or so. They were really cheap. I played it. It was like, it was just totally rough. And then I saw there was someone there who was playing like South American music and it sounded like really great. So I went and asked him, his name was Elvis. I went and asked him about these triangles and he was like, you know, they're, they're pretty rough. Like, uh, if you want, I have some, I deal with somebody in Bolivia who brings them over. Um, and so that's how I got my triangle. It was, mm. it was kind of kismet. Like, uh, he gave me a lesson as well. And, but still like, I had no clue how to play it. I could like play it like a guitar and I ended up using it on, in a couple projects, nice. using more of my classical guitar background. Fantastic. All right. Well, I think it's time to listen to one of your songs. Is there a particular track that you guys would like to play? Um, so I guess Entre Mi Pavo would be nice. Yeah. 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 Entre Mi Pavo Sin Golpear. Lovely. All right. We're going to play that track right here on Tracks from Abroad. When we get back, we're going to ask the artist who made the song to explain how it all came together right here on Tracks from Abroad. Llegar a ningún lado Estaba donde nací Lo que buscaba por allí Es solo la amistad Que no se compra ni vende Solo se da Cuando en el pecho se siente No es algo que se dio Alumbra con luz prestada 
cantor que canta coplas del alma Le estalla en el corazón el sol que trepa por su voz Cantor para cantar si nada dicen sus versos Ay, ¿para qué vas a callar al silencio? Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. That was Entre Mi Pago Sin Golpear. Lovely. All right. We are talking today with El Sabo, a band from Toronto. They are doing Argentine folk music. How fantastic to have them in the studio on Tracks from Abroad today. So to you, Patricio, what are some themes in Argentinian folk music and what do they sing about? It's a very, very cool question, actually, because it's pretty mixed and it depends um, on wh which period of time you're looking at. There's a lot of uh, melancholy in, in these lyrics, particularly in those um, more like traditional lyrics. There's also a lot uh, describing the landscape of where those are written. So there's a lot about belonging to a certain yeah. space and mm -hmm. what it means to live in that environment. Um, you know, lots of them talk about winemaking or the mountains. Some of them are love songs. Um, it, it really depends. Uh, we've also been incorporating a little bit of dancing uh, in some of our latest shows. We don't do it often because <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to step in and dance. <laughs> uh, but but I, yeah. I'm stoked to incorporate it more. Yeah. Like even like Patricia talked to band members a little bit about us like learning the dances. And Patricio just uh, got married this last summer, and one of his friends from Argentina was by and. We ended up uh, spending a day together in the park and he was talking to me about the dances because his friend Ramiro, is, he knows a lot of it. And so even that little, you know, hour and a half or so that we sat, sat talking about dances, already I was feeling it. Like I was feeling the music more and, um, and understanding why the form is what it is, why the rhythms are what they are. I think, yeah, definitely. It, it, help, it would help us a lot to feel the music and understand the music from a different perspective. And also to kind of experience the whole, you know, cultural aspect of it in, in, from different angles this way, uh, as well. And it's interesting how it gives us almost an opportunity to make it our own, to like, I don't know, on one hand, it kind of gives us, or gives me at least a, a bit of an imposter syndrome sometimes. But I've been trying to turn that around recently and make it so it gives me an opportunity to make it, to find myself in the music and, and to create something almost new out of it. So for those listeners who have enjoyed your music and are looking for an opportunity to dance to it, where can they hear you play live? Um, so our next show is going to be on February 21st. Um, our uh, listeners who would like to see and hear more of this, they can head to the SOFR website mm -hmm. uh, to find out more. And to follow you on social media, what should they type in there? Um, they can find us as 
I'm going to spell this because it's a little difficult sure. perhaps. Sure. It's E-L dot C-E-I-B-O dot folklore. Well, Patricio and Patrick of El Cebo, we loved hearing your Argentinian folk music here today on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much.
That was El Sabo Folklore right here on Tracks from Abroad. You obviously just heard the interview with two of those members of El Sabo as well. That was Patricio, the percussionist, and um, and Patrick, the guitarist. Not only that, but we also got to hear Patricio and Patrick in the studio playing their instruments. So a big thank you to El Sabo Folklore for coming on to the show. Hope you're listening right now. And also, let's not forget Abril, uh, my, my student, my... Uh, my peer in uh, Politics 410. I'm going to see you what, on Thursday, right? That's when we have the class. Abriel, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you again to all the international students who come on my show and really make it what it is. Um, so we're going to end with another song by El Sebo Folklore. Uh, and you can follow Tracks from Abroad at tfa.radio on Instagram. And uh, next week's show is actually on India. This is our third time we've uh, visited India. And this is actually really incredible. It's southern Indian music. You're going to like it a lot. But I'm going to step out now and play out this last song. Coming up right next is Indigenous Waves. So I hope you enjoy that. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Let you. 